moment that we have all the information at our fingertips and we want to give it to you here on episode one of Leg Talk, dipping our toes in the pond. I am Joseph Voice hanging out with Zen Zero, Bub, and Brave. And we're going to be bringing you guys some hot takes. We're going to bring you guys some good information. We're going to be talking about a lot of different topics throughout this podcast. And I'm just really excited to be here to know that what well, we're a little over a year into the making of everything, about a year and a half into the making of everything. And we are now at this point here where we are unleashing our podcast. We are bringing you guys all that good information you guys have been wanting. We're opening up the doors, if we must say. We're unlocking some of the vaults to give you guys some of that, you know, some of that good good is what we'll call it. So with that being said, I know one of our first topics that we're planning on talking about today I know they just ended their league play. They they, they just finished off the playoffs, and that is CRL. There's a lot going on there. A lot of these teams compete here at Great Lakes, but some of them don't. And with that being said, you know, we got to talk about some of these teams that aren't in our conference or aren't a part of our regions that have stunted the growth of some of our teams and haven't quite allowed them to reach as far as we had hoped. But with that being said, Bob, you know, talk to me a little bit about the CRL, some of the things that have been going on, and, and just give it to us real quick. Sure. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, pretty much through the teams that made it into the East, the teams that made it to West. We'll talk about Nationals. We'll talk about teams that did well, teams that may have disappointed. We'll talk about, I mean, whatever we want to talk about realistically, but we'll jump right and we'll talk about East. So uh, for those who don't know um, how CRL uh, works, they do uh, two qualifiers. Eight teams uh, make it through each qualifier for each region. So 16 teams per region. It divides down to, I believe this year they did 12 total teams, or at least this semester, six teams per uh, conference. So within the East, you had Fisher College, West Virginia, uh, Northwood Blue, Northwood White, the usuals. You also had Kennesaw State, Ole Miss, Akron Blue, the St. Clair Saints, who uh, they have some players who play here, uh, Ball State University, Illinois State, Fisher Friends, which I think they actually end up going under Fisher Black by the time things were all said and done. Oakland University, another uh, Great Lakes resident. Rochester University, a Great Lakes resident. Uh, Nichols College, Akron Gold, and Brute and Parker. And in the East, you ended up coming away with Northwood Blue, uh, West Virginia, Fisher College, Akron, Northwood White, and Ball State. As for our friends in St. Clair, they ended the season at 3-12. and 12. Oakland uh, had a, uh, a semester not to remember. Um, one to forget rather at 0 and 15. Rochester went uh, three and 12. So uh, we had three of our three of our buddies uh, make it. It wasn't the greatest showing uh, this semester. We'll hope to see them turn it around going into uh, next semester. Taking a trip out west, uh, you had um, St. Edwards, Columbia College, both of them, Navy and Silver, residents of uh, Midwest CRL, but playing under Great Lakes CRL. Uh, for the fall, Maryville University, Boise State, uh, Oklahoma Christian, LCU, uh, Borgos MTY, Missouri University, uh, UT Arlington, Kansas Blue, another resident uh, within within our league, Colorado State, San Diego State, UNLV, Missouri, and Dragonis, Carolina, which I believe that is uh, a Mexican league team. I don't remember exactly yeah. where they came from. There, there was two Mexicans. Yeah. Mexican teams in the West, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, it unique. yeah, it's it's kind of cool to see uh, teams that are not in the United States. We see St. Clair often from Canada representing um, in the East, and yeah, it's it's cool home, the home and native land, man. Yes, yes, the home and native <laughs> land. Um, in indeed, indeed. Uh, so yeah, you take a look at how league play ended up going. Boise State fifteen and zero, same as Northwood did out east. St. Edwards, Columbia College made it, Maryville made it, Oklahoma Christian, and Columbia College. Columbia, uh, Columbia Silver, rather. Columbia Navy went 11-4, and four. Columbia Silver went 9-6. and six. Um, Kansas Blue did not make it, they ended up going 4-11. and um, Sierra's a learning experience for a lot of schools. Uh, it's, it's really the first uh, major level of competition for a lot of these people who have never competed in RLCS, for example. Zen, I know you have... Uh, some experience with some of those some of those teams some of those players that we that I'd mentioned before. Yeah. Um, it's it's a hard league. It's it is yeah. the it is the top of uh, the collegiate scene for a reason. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, 
really, really noticed it this season that, you know, it really comes down to who has the ice in their veins because they're all at that next level. They all can win, you know, day of or, or a series. You know, anybody can beat anybody. But, yeah, there's some – it was pretty cutthroat this season. I, I was excited to see it. It was definitely significantly tougher, especially in the East. I'm not too familiar with West, um, but I know in the East it got so, so much tighter um, than, it, than it has been in a long, long time, for sure. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, Rochester and Oakland's record really go to show it because we know, you know, especially Rochester, they, they're a very, very strong team. So for them to, you know, finish under that 500 mark, and I got to cast, you know, a good few of those. And I tell you, they were coming down to, to one goal games, one after the other. And they just continued to be the tiniest, tiniest step behind. And, you know, that kind of set the precedence. And I, and I think it, you know, made it tougher going through the season. But, yeah, it was it was insane. The, you know, minuscule, minuscule amount that separated these teams. But that was enough between, you know, making that top 12 and, you know, going under 500. Mm-hmm. What do you, uh, what do you what do you guys think of the uh, CRL being having pros? I mean, if you look at it from uh, two years ago to a year ago, you would look at it as okay. If you had uh, uh, say one SSL right, and uh, and your two backup teammates were GC two, GC three, right, you could make it into the CRL. But now, like you look at it, you at least have to have like high end SSLs to even make it anywhere that you want to go because um, it almost looks like the scene is getting a little bit flooded with professional players. I mean, if you look at it, like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, I know you're kind of our expert here on it, but um, West Virginia, Ball State, Northwood, uh, White and Blue. Uh, and then if you look, I th- believe the West has some teams as well. I mean, those teams are kind of now at the top of the margin, at the top of the, you know, mountain is it is it affecting CRL in in the entirety or is it making it something more competitive or what is everyone's kind of take on that I mean like are we in the right part of CRL or are we kind of going in the wrong direction it's a very very tough question um, because it's you know it's not typical right because if you look at traditional sports a 15 year old isn't going to the NBA right a 15 year old isn't going to the NFL so there's no, okay, this guy's already been pro for three years and now he's eligible for, for college, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of weird, right? And part of me wants to say, no, I, I don't think once a player has went pro, they should be able to take a step back and play in college. Um, a, a large part of me says I don't think they should be able to, you know, certainly simultaneously play. Um, but then another part of me says, hey, these kids are able to get an education for free with this, right? So what would happen if they changed those rules? Would RLCS be less competitive? Because they say, hey, I have to look at my future and know, yeah, I could go get a bag now. Yeah, I could go play pro now, but then I'm not eligible for college when, I, when I'm, when i you know, time to go to college. And that's yeah. scholarships, all that. So it's, uh, it's a lot deeper than – I mean, know, even on top of that, on top of that as well, like I come from a traditional background and – I had the opportunity that do I go NCAA route or do I go uh, professional amateur junior A? I mean, I had to kind of pick that route. And at that time, I was also 16, 17 at the time. And like, I had to make that decision. Okay, do I want potentially a scholarship or do I want to fast track to the pros? Right. Which way do I want to go? Do I want that education? So I think I think also too, like a little bit of the CRL needs to find that path of do we make them to make that decision? Like, Hey, I want to spend a little more time developing myself into this better player. And I am that professional caliber or I am, I am that bubble pro that could make the push, but I want to get well, my education first. I kind of, I kind of have a, a little bit of, uh, I want to, I want to budge in here real quick. Sure. So, for it. um, for me personally, uh, the way I look at it as is you cannot punish somebody for aspiring to be good at a young age. If they get to that professional level because they're aspiring to be a good player and then it just so happens that they also have college ambition and they want to continue like with education and all these other stuff and they get the chance to play on their college team and perform and put their with all the work that they put into it with their team and all that. If anything, I think what it does is it drives the competition more at the CRL level personally. 
because everybody's going to be aspiring to be a professional. Let's be honest. That's why they're playing at this high level because they want right. to be more than what it is. But they also might want an education. They also might want this or that. We're talking about scholarships. We're talking about a lot of this other stuff. You know, a free ride, that's not a conversation we could ever have. Or even like a nice big chunk of your of your trip being paid for wasn't a conversation we could have five even, let's say, well, right. we'll just go five years ago, not even 10 years ago. Five years ago, it still wasn't really a major topic of saying, hey, we'll give you a full ride or, hey, we'll pay for half your schooling. If you come to our school, we'll, we'll take care of you, but you got to play for us and you got to compete. Remember, they still have to hold up to their to their clause of that part. They have to still compete. They still have to be a top contender. They can't just take a day off. They can't pretend like that's not a big major priority for them just as much because the school is paying boatloads of money to have them there, and they need to hold up to that. And we're starting to see this line across CRL that I'm noticing where players are taking advantage of this and being very disrespectful in retort. You have players that are jumping out mid-game and they're and they're DCing or they're or they're just acting a fool in chat and just saying these nasty things. Like we can still see what you're saying, even if the crowd can't. We can still see what you're saying, and you're gonna be held accountable. So you're starting to see a lot of these players trying to take advantage of that, and you're gonna see a lot of these like these universities starting to tear it apart and kind of reanalyze because they're giving a lot of money towards them. If these players aren't gonna hold up to their end of the agreement, professional, not professional, whatever it is then what's the point anyways? I think that's the bigger conversation is, you know, it comes down to can you still do it all at once if you're still kind of playing between the two or if you fell out of that pro level and now you're playing more at the collegiate level, can you still own up to everything that you said you were going to? I think that's where it kind of lies for me. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like that. And to rebuttal quickly, um, just the first part that you say where, you know, you think that it should be fine. So, I mean, how is that different than, let's say, LeBron James went into the NBA at 18? At 20, he says, you know what? I'm going to go win four national titles real quick in college while I'm in the NBA. And you see what I'm saying? It's kind of the same exact right, thing. I got so, you. you. I know, got I you. I don't Once they give esports, like it is though. It is. Because until they give esports the recognition that it deserves that's, as that's an valid. actual that's sport, then we, can, then we can set these hard guidelines and we can put all these regulations in place that make it where this is exact. And guess what? Yeah. Players can't be what? trading like mid-season constantly right. in, in RLCS. Right. You won't be seeing that happening right. no more. So there will be more regulations across the board because it has to go from the top down. It can't just be, well, what about the collegiate level? It has to come from the top down and we got to reanalyze everything at that yeah, point. Yeah, if it has to come from the exactly. top down, I mean, who's, who's making that change though? There has to be a committee put in place. Well, yeah, but the RLCS doesn't seem to be looking like they're making that transition, that change. They don't seem to be wanting right. to make that. They seem okay. They seem settled. They seem fine with it. I mean, right now we have a, a break hiatus with the RLCS. I mean, it's not active right now. There's a longer break than normal. So maybe they are making those changes at the level. But what we can see as outsiders looking in, there's no change there. And I mean, right. kind of giving us a little shout out here about what we do outside of the Lake Talk podcast that we just started up. But Great Lakes CRL, I mean, we're, we're doing that. We're kind of forming that community. Like, hey, like, we want you to grow, develop, get better, and do what you want to do. But once you cross that threshold of, you know, I'm no longer amateur, I've made it to the pro scene, right. that's your cutoff. Like, hey, now you are done with yeah. competing at the college level. You can still be at your school. You can still do the stuff you want with your school, like, whatever. Like, right. you know, a lot of times like, you, you look at, like, Lion Blaze. Lion Blaze. Right. He does so much for the university, brings so much publicity back to the university, but he doesn't necessarily need to play at a level of CRL. He could just be the guy that's like, oh, Lion Blaze, he plays in RLCS. He goes right. to Northwood. That's going to make me because like now I can learn from Lion Blaze instead of Lion Blaze just kind of coming in and taking all the money he wants because he's that much better of a player. So it's like, who's who's the person making that? And I agree with you. Who's the person making that top down? Like it has to come from the top. Or it has to come from an outside source kind of mandating it. Like, this should be the standard. I mean, right. based off of kind of what you're saying to me, it almost sounds like if a player were to hit that professional threshold, the only way they could be, like, really intertwined with the universities, if they were, like, a shout cast, if they were, like, a – like, it wouldn't be, like, a player coach. You'd be right. more of just, like, you'd be an ex-player that's a coach now. But you'd sure. be, like, um, like a, a GA or whatever they're called. Graduate uh, assistant. Yeah, yeah, graduate assistant kind of thing. But you'd have to go and still get your scholarship and all this other stuff. They'd, they'd still have to work to get you to where you need to be to be able to be in that position. But I just I think, like I said, it has to definitely come from the top down because we can see that there's definitely a void. We can definitely see that there's holes. Um, and at the end of the day, even RLCS's ruling isn't quite firm enough at times, I feel, with some of their things like you're saying. And it needs to come from the top down. If they don't start to change it, the thing is I feel like the community dictates – 
how almost all professional fields work. If we are mm -hmm. very unhappy with someone, we speak. I mean, let's take right. Sonic. I'm going to take Sonic for example, just a a key yeah. a key example <laughs> of Sonic. You guys remember during COVID when they were like, "Hey, we're releasing Sonic the Hedgehog," and they're like, "Here's what he looks like." And everybody, there was a hailstorm of this is not what Sonic looks like. You guys are not releasing this movie in its current form, and we're not going to go watch it to the point where Hollywood was like, "Guys, guys, they're not bluffing. They are not bluffing right now." And guess what? They remade it and spent hundreds of thousands, million, whatever, how much money they had to spend to reanimate him to look more like what he was supposed to. And I mean, that's just something simple. But when people have a lot of passion for something, they care about something a lot, Rocket League, esports, any of that kind of stuff. And it's not just Rocket League. Let's just throw that out there. It's not just Rocket League. It's across a lot of these esports titles right. regardless. So it has to come from the top down. There has to be some type of like true collegiate committee that can make a true dictation and they have to be somehow in partnership or tandem with the professional league so there's an understanding of how things transition, how things are allowed to transition or work in between. So there is no gray lines anymore, and it's written out. In most of these actual traditional sports, there really isn't many gray lines. Coaches might find ways right. to kind of bend the rule a little bit, but guess what? By the end of the year, they're changing the rule to then dictate being world, uh, ruled differently. Craig Council, there was literally a Craig Council rule put into effect where the man would do matchup pitching. You're a lefty. I have a guy who's going to be able to dominate against you. You pitch against that one guy, then I'm taking on and bringing in a new guy. Now you have to pitch minimum of, I believe it's three batters, before you can even make a pitching change. So they start to notice these holes and they start to change it and correct it as they go. But unless you acknowledge that there's a problem, nothing's going to be changed. There's going to constantly be a void. There's going to be constantly a misbalance going on. And I just feel like yeah. at the end of the day, we're just not going to have that, that center of balance. When I but think, I was going to say, I think like, I, I think at the, the, the colleges, I mean, if you look on Twitter, all the college coaches are saying that there needs to be some type of change. I mean, you see it more from the colleges that can't recruit the professional players the coaches that are pushing for it have the professional players or have them up and coming, but the vast majority is like, let's push them out. But like to your point where you're saying like they need to make the change if something's happening at the professional level, but like nothing's affecting the pros at that professional level. And I, it doesn't even seem like they're really acknowledging that they're diminishing and hurting the development forward. They're like, they're looking at themselves and saying, okay, like we're set, we're good. We kind of have everything we need. Let's just keep chugging along. But they're not looking down the pipeline like what's coming up before. It's like we don't have a development league. We don't have anything that's feeding this. Like there's nothing. Like the kids are either going to be good or they're going to be bad. And that's kind of it. They're going to be good people. They're going to be bad people. There's no one bringing them up as the like standard of citizens that they should be or, or sportsmanship or anything like that. I mean, Daniel for uh, Space Station Gaming that went to version one. I mean, he started at what, 15 years old? Yep. Yeah. And, and, and now he's kind of. 16, 17, I don't know how many years has passed. A while? 16, 17? Like, it's been like a year or so now. But yeah. He's still super young, right? And what if he's now, like, at the end of the day, he's like, oh, I want to go to college. Fact like, check, what, Daniel is 16 years old. You know, it's like, what What should be the ruling on that? The kid didn't even make it out of high school yet, and he's competing. I don't even think he made it out of middle school, and he's competing for, like, a lot of money. And he just went literally to, where did they go for Gamers 8 again? And, and he it's won that. Idea, I think. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. He won that. I mean, how much money was that? And he's, like, going all around the world. So it's like, where do you, like, draw the line of, like, hey, Daniel needed to either make his decision because we need development. We need a league that develops, that grows people. He's he, By him making that decision, he's already grown. He's developed. He decided that at that moment in time, I am 15 years old. I am old enough and mature enough to make the decision to sign this massive contract with these different organizations. I don't need to develop myself anymore. I am smart enough to do what I want to do. He did not pick that education pathway like a traditional athlete would. That's like, oh, you know, I'm good, but I'm not good enough. Like I should develop myself like the MLB. How many burnouts do you find that wanted to go quickly into the MLB that just it didn't work out? And now. They can't go backtracking to their play knees are shot, because, their elbows are shot. They got yeah, all these different well, problems and issues well, to try to jump the gun. I, yeah, that's the big difference. That's the big difference to me. That that this high this conversation, you know, um, really highlights the difference because you got to think there's multiple things. Fifteen year olds usually can't go pro because they're not big enough. You know, they're not strong enough. They're not fast enough. That's not a problem with esports. But on the flip side, pro teams. They don't want you playing in college where you could break your ankle or, or, or whatever. You don't have to worry about injuries in esports. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So this really highlights the differences and maybe why 
the pros don't care or like yeah. the RLCS doesn't care as much because it's not like Daniel's going to go out, twist his ankle playing CRL true. or live. Yeah, and trips, if he wants to know? go back, I mean, they don't really have to care because they left right. his league. Just go back or play it jointly because right. you can. It's well, online. But, Bub, what – before I think Joe, you're trying to move it on to the next topic. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna transition. Uh, I want to get Bob's take real yeah, quick. Yeah, I mean Buzz was sitting here for like at least ten minutes. And he just he introduced <laughs> himself, and then we just kind of put him into hey, the listen, corner. I'm just, I'm, I'm, he I'm unleashed like, Kendall like, Fox. Like we'll I'm, spend a little extra minutes here. What's your opinion on this whole take, Bob? I mean, I want to hear from I'm, you. I'm letting content develop itself right in front of me. This is fantastic. Um, I'm I'm kind of with I'm kind of like a mix between everything you guys said like from a player's perspective absolutely 100% you have this skill that is in demand you can get your education discounted as a result of providing that skill set 100% go for it as a collegiate organizer and part of uh, Great Lakes Esports and a founder of Great Lakes CRL um, it's it's really really hard to sit there in good faith and know, yeah, this player is here just to um, just just to take money. And I'm not saying that all pros yeah. do that. There are certainly not pros that um, that that come in and they they're just trying to win money and cash out as quick as possible. Those pros typically don't make it in CRL and I think that's become less and less of a uh, a prominent situation in, in yeah. CRL compared to what it used to be. Um, not well, even was, two years ago. Yeah, all the money's on the front end. It's not on the back end. You get, your tuition's getting paid for, so you don't get to see that money, yep. like, in, in actual... Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, so... Um, and CRL has made adjustments. I know there's rulings for, for players to maintain a minimum GPA now and full-time status. I mean, they are implementing things bit by bit, but I still think we're at a point right now within... Especially Rocket League, specifically, where the collegiate scene is... Um, it is still littered with um, players like Lion Blaze, for example. And there's, I don't, I don't mean any disrespect to to Lion Blaze. Though. He's a fantastic player. He's done wonders for Northwood. He, I, what he has done for CRL and brought the popularity to this league. I, you, you just can't understate how important he has been. But, um, you know, for example, um, I'm just gonna throw a name out there. Let's say, I don't know. Um, let's use your example, Brave. Uh, Daniel decides. Yeah, I'll go to college and I'll farm CRL and I'll take all that money and go. There's a difference between that and a pro going, I or, and and someone coming in and going. I want to play in this, get an education while I'm doing this, and develop myself further for my, for further down the line. I'm also of the opinion that the minimum age to compete in RLCS should be raised. Um, Brave mentioned that a little bit earlier. Where uh, I agree. Where where a fifteen year old I think it's fifteen right now once you turn yeah. fifteen yeah. you're eligible That's to young. <laughs> sign a multi year hundreds of thousands if not millions I have no idea what the number even is um, size contract and you're locked into that I mean that is a legally binding document yeah. and you're you know fifteen years old some of them don't uh, some of them don't necessarily know how to write a resume yet and I'm not I don't want to you know discount one way or the other and say just because you can't do this you shouldn't do this but right. um i'm not the only player in the community i know lawler in his streams uh he's talked about it previously where he thinks the age gap should be or the, the minimum age should be increased for for maturity reasons such as that apparently 17. jack has said the same thing so um yeah I, I think college at the end of the day should be a developmental league for players to take that step to go pro and not a place where pros and college students can intermingle and play in one space. I yeah. think they so should be it, separate. It kind of sounds like we're all pretty much on the same page. Is, is we think there needs to be some type of change in some type of form or fashion that will create a better development area for really the youth to go to pro instead of it being kind of backwards where pro youth can go pro and then they go to college. It should be kind of reversed right. back to traditional. But yep. um Tantalus had a question in chat there, and, and he says, and could these players who were pro then go to college, could they still be in a different role like administration or coaching? And that's kind of what I, I had think, talked yeah, about. Yeah, I think I, that's absolutely. like perfect for them to come back and yeah. pick up a role of, of being a coach or an administrator, or like helping out, blah, 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 like all of that. Like, that's great, right? Perfect, so Perfect example, so I, too fast at Ball State. He was a collegiate player for several years. He's now the coach for Ball State University. True. 
I mean, so all in all, I think we can agree if there's one word to sum up that first segment, it's definitely change. And with that being said, we got some change coming ahead of us that we need to talk about because there's some serious changes happening in Rocket League, and it doesn't seem like the community is too happy about it. Or are they? I'm not sure. We're going to get some takes from some of our panel here. We want to get some input from you guys in chat as well because we're going to be talking about RL trading. Rocket League trading is going away as of December 5th. So not only do we have our major coming up on the 2nd, but three days after you're going to see all that amazing Rocket League, they're going to take away trading from you. And I know, Zen, you had quite a few things you wanted to say about this. So I'm going to send it over to you first so you can kind of lay it out for us. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, number one, I think the, the everybody's most important question on mine is how is this going to affect the community as a whole? Um, and I'll give my quick opinion and then kind of, uh, you know, I'm actually going to kind of segue into the first two points I had, which also how is it going to affect streamers and content creators? Um, and then see what you guys think. So, you know, the community as a whole, I don't think it's going to affect it quite as much as we wish it did, right? And I think that's why, though the vocal minority was very, very vocal, you know, especially on Twitter, we didn't even get a response from them about it. Um, and we're not seeing crazy differences in the player numbers and all that. Um, so I think that, you know, the the minority that do trade and, and focus on trading, it is going to affect quite a bit. But for the most part, not going to have that huge of an effect on the community, which which I honestly hate to say. Um, and I, I, of course, could be wrong, but I think it's going to have, you know, huge effects on certain streamers and content creators. You know, there's a lot of content creators um, that they're they're in everything about their content is around it, whether it's giveaways, whether it's tournaments for credits, um, or, yeah. or you know, a, a mix of the two. So I, I think there's, we're going to see some streamers and content creators have to complete, and they might've been doing this five years, so, you know, even longer. Right. Um, so yeah, we're going to see it really affect them, but as the community as a whole, I don't think it's going to affect it quite as much as again, the, the Twitter rock league community would, and me included would make you think. I mean, honest, Oh, go ahead, Joe. No, I just want to say, like, for me in particular, so, like, I'm an educator. And for me, being able to, like, reward my students with, like, just, hey, I got a bunch of stuff in my inventory. Let me just hook you up with something. Like, yeah. remove all the other stuff because I have other friends. I am a content creator, but I have other friends that have just, like, given me stuff yeah. with the idealistics of I'm going to be passing this stuff forward. And now it's all just going to be locked onto my account. I can't pay it forward. I can't just, like, reward them with simple little things. And, I mean, I'm also a guy that I got my own creator code. And I'm not the one who avidly pushes it in, you know, in my classroom because I don't think that's necessarily the place to be pushing it necessarily because we're in the classroom. So, like, for me, I can understand why it could be beneficial because I'm like, oh, use my creator code. I can make more money than give back to the community in different ways. But at the same time, it's like with them removing trading, I almost feel like they should up the amount that a content creator can get now from like 5% to maybe even like 10% because there's less opportunity for us to then like utilize making money otherwise or, or doing th stuff otherwise or growing our community by utilizing these things. I feel like they, they took a lot from us without giving back. And I understand, especially having a marketing background, a lot of it comes down to licensing. You know, they have a Porsche, a Porsche that is literally, it was one of the, the giveaways for just the pass, the rocket pass. That's a tie that's tied to Porsche, you know, Unlike the McLaren, unlike the Bugatti, unlike all these other ones that you had to specially buy for that license, I can understand why that car in particular, like, well, maybe we can't just be freewillingly tossing that around because we had to pay Porsche and da-da-da-da-da. Maybe there's extra stuff that comes into it where if that car got moved or something like that because the license got moved to somebody else, maybe there's a small increment of money that gets adjusted with that. I don't know. They could be losing money on the back end that we're not certain of but not giving us much reason and just being like, well, we're trying to fall in form with everything else that we're doing. And I understand Fortnite was your game. Fortnite was the game that you, that you did all this licensing. And I say it all the time. Epic Fortnite is very similar to that of what the Beatles did when they revolutionized music. They came in, they saw a way that they could majorly impact gaming through a marketing standpoint by getting all of these major licenses with Disney, with all, like all these big, big housing and they were able to bring that to you and give that to you in a much different way where 
that's the big thing that kept drawing people back to Fortnite is, oh, I can get this new skin. I can be Rick and Morty. I can be this. I can be that. And it just got, it got people excited to keep on wanting to come back. So they're trying to keep it where that money flow is, is staying there. They're making their money. And maybe it's because they're, they're wanting to delve into their next venture. They saw that they made a lot of money here, and now they want to make a lot of money there. But I feel like it's almost too late. Like, you guys should have made this decision when you guys bought right. the game right. and made it free to play. You guys should have just made the decision at that point. No trading anymore. That's it. Because it would have just made sense. That's it. But now you guys waited years after the fact, and you guys are like, nah, now we're going to do it. Now we're going to change it. So with that being said, I'm going to pass it on over to one of you guys, but I just I don't really like the yeah, current stance of it. I Honestly, uh, looking at it, like, and it's actually funny because Kappa just hopped in the chat here, and, and what I was going to talk about is kind of like related to Kappa. So um, when I first joined Rochester, or I was planning on joining Rochester, Kappa and I were supposed to be teammates, but they transferred. I don't hold him against that. That's okay. He Everyone to each Gavin. their own. He's just saying it yeah. to be nice. <laughs> but <laughs> I really wanted a certain uh, decal for the Fennec, which would help me build the French Fennec. And there was a website that allowed Kappa to go on to that he was familiar with, where he could literally just buy the decal and then had it and then trade it to me and then done. That was it. Like, yeah. you're taking away an entire economy. Yeah. And I get why they're doing it because, yes, they're missing out on so much money with that economy. That's literally, you could just call it the black market. They're missing out on so much revenue. But why remove it in, in entirety and just shut it down? Why not just say, hey, we see what you're doing. We don't really like it. But how about you give us 10 to 15% on commission of everything you do because you're using our game to make this gains and this money right. that's coming in. And then we'll leave trading open so everyone can still do what they want to do. And yes, yeah, sure, there'll be inflation now in the Rocket League economy because they're taking their little split, their 10 to 15%. But we still get trading. We still get everything that everyone loves. We still allow content creators to have their codes, to be able to trade stuff, to do their giveaways, to do whatever they want. And it may cost a little extra, but I'm sure that's a way better situation than just removing everything in entirety and being like, okay, you can't do it now. December 5th, make sure you trade away all of your alpha yeah. boost or else it's literally just locked in your account yeah. forever and it's worth $0 and you paid three grand or five grand or whatever it costs to buy alpha boost. And it's just like, man. I know everybody's after the white hat even more though. You know it. I, I, the I white do want to take that? a moment. Actually, go ahead, JTV. Finish what you want oh, to say. The, 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 the white hat, the glitch white hat, where oh, if you yeah. find a glitch in the game. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, I, I, I do want to take a moment. I'm, I am I want to preface with this. I am not defending um, Epic's decision to remove trading. Um, I, personally, I think it's incredibly anti-player, um, and I think it's the most, like, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's the biggest punch in the face they could have given to a, a base where yeah. the cosmetics and trading itself built up a massive part of the community. And now they're yeah. stripping away the fundamental um, pillar that built up that sector of their community. However, I do want to take a moment and just say that they're... Uh, like, Epic hasn't officially said anything, as far as I'm aware, Zen. Yeah, um, no. They have, not, they have not said anything. There are rumors out there, and I'm not going to uh, give those rumors, the, the, the time of day, I'm not going to say right. the, the rumors that you see on Twitter because it, it is exactly that. None of it's proven. It's a rumor. Um, whatever happens, whatever Epic decides at the end of the day, they'll eventually have to come out and make the decision. Uh, but there are factors at play that um, we are not aware of. Epic right. is 100%. This was something they wanted to do. They have a reason to do it. Should have they said their reason when they said they were removing trading? I think so. I think at least giving the community some form of closure as to why things are happening instead of finding out this might be the reason why or this might be the reason why through outside sources. Not, yeah, not um, a vague reason like yeah. they gave. Yeah, I, all right, you'd, ha you'd have an uproar if all of a sudden you just logged in and you literally got shut down from trading and you had all yeah. this money stuck in here. You'd be right. like, what the? Yeah. What the? I hate And you get so yeah. many emails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There are things that we don't know that are going on with Epic right now. And, again, I'm not defending Epic. Um, they're a business, and they're going to do whatever they think is best for them at the end of the day. It is their game. We are their community. But um, Yeah. I mean, I, somebody I, took I, a... Go ahead. 
Somebody took a hot take today and told me that they think that the next step is that Rocket League is no longer going to be an independent game. It's going to be a part of Fortnite. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, I, like, I, I hope. I hope to God, no. <laughs> I, we, we can all sit here and hope no. Um, yeah. some, some might not care. Some do. I mean, that's that's why we all are a part of this community. The fact that we're all out here talking about it means we care enough. So uh, there's at least that that Epic can look back on and say, hey, the community does care. But I, I think I if think... all of us write an email, there's 14 of us. I think if all of us write an email, we will have the consensus. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. majority Easy. rules. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we can make a, consen- a consensus. Everyone just put an email in. Long, long story short, at the end of my rant, thanks for coming to my TED Talk, by the way. Um, <laughs> there was a certain amount of respect that Epic owed the community, and they disrespected the, the daylights out of it by not... Yeah giving anything the the time of day that it deserves yeah yeah i I fully agree with you and that's you know a perfect segue that was kind of my next point was um bringing up you know epic's non-response and and to be blunt that's what it is they had a crazy crazy uproar about it everybody was mad you know even people that don't trade much were, were very mad about it and you know we didn't see anything and then in comparison they just made um, an update on Fortnite that, you know, I don't know if you guys know too much about it, but you can't use certain skins in creative mode. And there was an uproar about it. It took them three days, three days. Yep. And they came out and said, hey, sorry, guys. We know this is, you know, we see what you're saying and we're sorry and acknowledge it. And we had nothing. And this has been weeks now, if not over a month, um, you know, so that that scares me a little bit and kind of shows me, well, where their priorities lie, but we already kind of knew that, you know, um, and I do want to add, I meant to, to add, uh, when you were talking, um, brave was, I, I think that if they just made credits, non-tradable, say, Hey, you guys can trade items all that you want, but you can't trade credits. You know, I, I yeah. think that, that could, that could be, what if it uh, comes down what if it comes down to like the legality of things and like a lot of times when there's legal battles or legal fights and things like that, it comes down to like you have to stay hush. You can't talk about it. True. You can't bring it to the forefront because you're still fighting that battle on the back end and until you have an answer, you can't really give an answer. Maybe there's companies that came after them and said, Hey, we gave you this and now you're just kinda throwing it around, letting them do whatever with it. And I mean, well, I don't know, but I know a lot of times when it does come down to a legal battle, you can't sit there and talk about it. That's true, yeah. but I, I think that you could say, hey, some items or, you know, if you can't, I, I don't see how you couldn't at least say due to licensing issues, some items are going to be untradeable after December 5th or something along those lines um, instead of just, you know, doing it completely away with it, you know, all around. Um, but I, I will add as well, what are the potential upsides to it? One Will this, you know, we, we I think we all agree we, we did it for the money that they were losing out on, right? So that's a potential upside as if they see considerably more profit from Rocket League. What does that mean? Does that mean they prioritize Better licenses! <laughs> Better <laughs> licenses! <laughs> I mean, I'm, I can... They got us Platinum yeah. McQueen. I'm happy with that. I'm just going to say it. Hey, that, <laughs> no I'm just going to say it. Lightning McQueen, it's been, I don't know. The store Rocket didn't sell out. out for one, two, carry the five. Eight years? It's, it's eight years over. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what I meant. You guys were talking about, you know, the legality. There are things at play that we do not know about um, when, it, when, it, when it comes to stuff like that. And I think the, oh. the primary issue with the community and why this, not only with it being a fundamental part of the game that is... Um, being removed, but Psionics pre-Epic Games merger or acquisition, I don't remember. I think it was technically an acquisition. Um, they already had a reputation for not having fantastic communication. So I think some of the carryover from that doesn't help the case. And I think that's where players who maybe would not have been frustrated otherwise have now boiled over as well and joined that, that, that big group that you know, is is up in arms, and you know I won't buy items in the, yeah. in the shop anymore, or right. or I won't support this, or I'm done with the game. Wait, not gonna sell out. I sell out for Lightning McQueen every day. I mean, yeah, Lightning I mean, McQueen cost Lightning McQueen costed more than the game did when it was when he had to buy <laughs> yeah. it. 
Yeah. Like, like, like I think I think Rocket League was like what eight dollars or something. Yeah, twenty bucks. And it yeah. cost <laughs> costed twenty five bucks to get Lightning McQueen. Yeah. But I bought that. I bought that immediately. Right. It came out, and I and I was telling everybody before it comes out, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna do it. No, no, not ne- me. Never hey, won't buy it. I had yeah. a conversation with Tavis yeah, Eternal no, months ago. Months ago. <laughs> And we were talking about what is one car that you would like to see in Rocket League that is actually like, realistic. Well, he pulled out. Well, he pulled out. He wanted to see the Jetta, specifically the Jetta that was in uh, Fast and the Furious when the Jesse drove. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I can understand that, but I don't see them backtracking to add that vehicle now because they've added all these new vehicles from Fast and Furious. But mm-hmm. I was like, the one that I haven't seen that I see very plausible, very likely, it's already under Disney's wheelhouse. I was like, Lightning McQueen, and then they gave it to us. And I was I was happy. I'm just gonna say, but I'm not happy with the fact that we're losing trading. I'm still not happy. Oh, they, yeah, there's there's so much they could do that they could just there's ways that they could still make money if they wanted to make money on it. But um, quickly, I just want to say uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kappa and Luca for the um, subscriptions. Uh, thank you very much. It does help us to keep uh, keep keep going what we're doing, and and very much appreciate it. But uh, back to back to what we we're talking about. Um, I, well, I just wanted to add there, you know, there could be other potential upsides. We, we talked a little bit about rumors earlier and of course, um, Unreal Engine 5, that's, that's a big thing, right? Two so year long what, what is that? Yeah, like I mean, that. I, yeah, I'm assuming it's just never coming. Um, but <laughs> you know, that's a potential upside, potential upsides. If they make more profit from it, they put more back into it. Um, but I have to say, I didn't like today. Today they did put out an update. I think there's some cool things in that update, except that drop shot's not going to be in the competitive um, queue next season. I know people are pretty oh, you upset bro- about Oh, you that. broke my heart that first day. I thought you were telling me they were going to remove drop shot. I almost flipped my desk and just left the podcast. Yeah, I mean, but, but they are <laughs> there for next season. It won't keep, be there next season, yeah, it's, keep, as it seems. Keep that desk um, right where it is. It's gone 50% <laughs> of the time now. It's only fifty percent as available as it used to be. I still have it in custom matches, Bob. You can't take it from me. No, they can't. No, they can't. Custom matches. Listen, they can't take Heat Seeker from me. They can't take Drop Shot from you. Okay. You can't do this to me, man. You can't do this to me. I I I was almost. I was almost a GC. (laughs) That's what somebody else was talking about grinding to SSL. But I will say, um, it kind of seems that they they brought up the Smurfing issue because they you know have been pretty silent about that for a long time that was almost their cover of oh we're not going to bring up trading because the last paragraph about today's update said hey we're going to start being better about feedback community feedback and one of the examples was smurfing and i'm like man you guys really aren't going to say a word about trading still you know and and i think that saying hey we're going to do something about smurfing is kind of the way of like well, we're going to give you this one, you know. Um, but, again, I'll say what I think a couple of potential upsides, and I'll see what you guys can think. But, yeah, if they make more money, they might take it more serious, put back into it. Um, and, the, and the big problem with boycotting the item shop is we have no other competitor. It's not like COD where you can say, oh, we're going to play Battlefield, right? There's no other Rocket League. So, to me, we don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, if we, if we see good money, it comes back into the game. And, yeah, Unreal Engine 5 – hopefully does come and that can make it a little easier to transition but i'm curious what you guys think you know what upsides there could be and you know how you feel about those upsides i mean i i can appreciate the sentiment about you know better about community feedback and i do think they mean that i i I genuinely do i my opinion with the whole trading thing is that is an epic games decision not a psionics one yeah and i think there are some things that psionics just cannot control and i think um just from tweets you saw that were semi-cryptic, semi-not from Devin Connors, it kind of alluded to the fact that they weren't happy with it either, but obviously they can't they can't say right. one way or the other because that's their boss. Um, but I, I, I do think that they're, they're genuine when they're talking about community feedback, and the things that they're bringing out with this update are things the community wanted. Maybe not drop shot. I, do, I, I think that has more to do with a a visual appeal and making certain menus look better. Um, I agree with the Smurf aspect. There's a lot yes. of Smurfs that just go and yeah, just yeah. run drop shot. Um, but I do, I, I do think they genuinely mean it when they're saying um, they're going to try and put a larger focus in with um, with, with community feedback. I'm going to take a yeah. second. Thank you, Skies. I just saw that. Yes, um, thank you, Skies. Much appreciated. Yeah. Hey. The, every, every subscription, every follow, every every every, every everything. 
Have they all been prime stops today? You guys are amazing. <laughs> yeah. we, we need we need like an air horn or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get some sort of like notification set. Alert. Uh, uh, yes, for, yes. For the next time. By the way. Oh, speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of next time, yeah. JTV, tell them. Let them know. So, just so you guys know, our next podcast will officially be on Great Lakes Esports underscore LLC. That's where you can catch us moving forward. And I just want to say before we pass it back over to Bub, uh, we also got to get Braves take real quick. And then we're going to be bringing in our special guest for the day, Luca, putting him on the hot seat and getting his take about this upcoming major. So, Bub, take it away. Yeah. Uh, Great Lakes Esports, exclamation main in chat. Like JTV said, you can get a quick link. Uh, we just posted it in the chat a second ago. Go follow that uh, that channel. You'll catch uh, more lake talk there as as time goes along. But we are here as today. well as as well as exclusive content, other streams, more more content about it, back end stories. Uh, that will be our main source of Great Lakes Esports. Everything the regions have to offer, you'll find it there. So if you enjoy what we do during competition day and you enjoy what we do um, you enjoy the uh, personalities we have the casters everything like that make sure you hit that follow for great lakes esports llc because we'll be doing a ton of exclusive content and, and additional content for everyone there speaking of content if anybody has any ideas for content you can always mention something to us we'll always note it down um we're we're one with you guys in the community we're here because of you guys um, so we, we, we owe, we owe it all back to you guys at the end of the day. So, yes. um, we're going to circle back on topic now. We kind of went off on a tangent there. Um, but yeah, brave. What's, what's, what's your opinion with, with trading? Oh, I, uh, like, like I said, I think, I think they're, I think Epic is making a huge mistake. First of all, they're really messing up the economy that was built in the Rocket League community. They're making everyone in the community really aggravated and mad. And why can't they just say to the companies that they know that's taken away the money from them, just say, hey, just give us some royalties. Give us 5%. Give us 10%. I don't care. Make all your trades you want. So many people use those different websites to get stuff that they want. Just let them trade. Let them do what they want. Just take your royalty. Just, just yes, you're the big man. Just say, I want my 5%. Be Uncle Sam. Just take it. We don't care. But let us have trading. But is that Please. enough? Is five ten percent? Oh. Is that is that gonna make up? Oh, hundred percent. The amount so? I oh I think so. The amount of trading that happen per day on a basis, like even that's if they're true. making that's sense true. on it, that's more yeah. sense that they were gonna be making. And and, and like everyone yeah. says, small things add up. And as if you're making a hundred and fifty trades a day, and say they're fifty cents each, I'm not gonna try to do the math really quickly because I suck at math. But it's, it racks up in a day, and then you times it over by a month, I mean, you're making money. It's kind of yeah. like, I believe it's, uh, and I apologize for my ignorance, uh, it's like crypto trading, if I, if I understand correctly. The people who host those servers, they get a cut from each transaction that happens on, on, on their host. Um, I well, they they but... make the trades like they have like uh, I guess you can call them like quote unquote mules mm -hmm. that have the items and then they trade it away but they get the money they make a cut to them so like the only thing they'd be adding is making a cut to yeah, Epic see? I mean it's it's not a crazy uh, un un not unheard of <laughs> yeah so um well, with that being said you know we need to take it on to our next segment which is leading into our majors we have 12 teams that have made it there and i'm gonna i'm gonna list them off for you real quick just so you guys can get in the action with us and understand where we're at and how we got to this point so columbia navy coming in at first place right now with 53 points rochester sienna heights saints and oakland are tied respectively for second place with 35 points However, it breaks down Rochester, Sienna Heights, Saints, and then Oakland for second, third, fourth. In fifth place is Columbia Silver with 31 points, followed by Kansas Blue in sixth with 29. Indiana coming in at seventh with 27 points, and Davenport in eighth with 23. St. Clair Green declined their invitation because they have a, another event that they have to be a part of. So that being said, Michigan May is taking ninth place with 21 points. Michigan State Green with 19 points, tied with Western Michigan as well at 19 points in 11th and 12th. 
And then the 13th team making it into the major and sneaking their way in is going to be Wichita State. So there's a lot of exciting things happening, a lot of great teams set to play forth. And right now, for me, it really comes down to the battle of Great Lakes against the Midwest because this is the last time these teams will be facing off before they break apart and start to stand on their own prowess moving forward. And I'm going to actually pass it over to Brave real quick on this one. Brave, how are you feeling about these 12 teams, how we've gotten to this point? <laughs> you like to have these bold predictions. You like to say things like, prove me wrong. <laughs> and I'm, I'm waiting for some type of bold prediction hey, real quick. Hey, so, dude, you whipped it out. Okay. <laughs> hey, merch available on Brave. You know hey, we're like this from here on out. We're, we're, we're taking off the sweatshirt, guys. We are now we are now prove me wrong territory. Yeah, merch, that, that shirt that JTV's rocking is available on our website down below it is in chat now uh so go go look at different merch we got some cool stuff in the merchandise shop um go check it out the fish is there (laughs) i can report yes the fish transition is there and and hitting the hitting the ball uh it's a nice sweater and different colors different sizes so anything will fit uh but yes my hashtag prove me wrong um honestly you know, uh, even in the blog that we wrote that, again, is on the website in the blog section, uh, I think the team to look out for, uh, and I and I said it in the playoffs, I said Indiana Cream is going to be taking it. Um, I think I think still Indiana Cream is going to be a team to watch out for uh, pulling up into this major. I think they're going to be a team that's going to upset a lot of different teams, and uh, I'm going to be really excited to watch their run. Uh, and then a team that's kind of coming from the lowers is, I think, a team that's a little bit underrated uh, just because of some maybe backstories that I heard um, in private direct message messages is uh, they uh, they have a vengeance coming in. I think they're more than grace- grateful that they got the, the last minute invite uh, to be that, uh, I guess, 12th place team, but technically the 14th place team <laughs> to be making a run. But uh, they look like they're going to be making a run. Um, and then uh, just a little shout out, just because we I see him in chat here. I just want to say congratulations to Chippy uh, for finally cracking that SSL mark. Uh, big congratulations to you. I'm still trying to do it myself, but I think all of us here on the panel Congratulations on that uh, that feat. So, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Round of applause for you, Chippy. Good work. Uh, but that's my take. I think deal. Cream. I think Cream is going to make it a good run. Uh, I, I don't think um, I don't think they're going to take it all, but I think they're going to make an excellent run. I think they're going to put themselves into an, a really really good position um, going forward into the spring semester. All right, and with that being said, I was just, I'm going to kick it in reverse. I was going to kick it over to Bob, but okay. he's, give me a second, Mark, real quick. I need a quick. second. <laughs> I, I got a hot take coming. Uh, hopefully Bob, no Bob knew I was heading his way. Because, Bob knew um, I was sending it to him, and he was yeah, like, I got to get it ready. Just um, like prove me wrong, he's got to be ready. Speaking <laughs> of Chippy, I think Indiana Tech is winning that major. They're 100% going to come through a perfect one. <laughs> Cam, don't worry about it. They didn't even qualify. Doesn't matter. Give them one chance. They're going to take it all the – no, honestly – uh, we'll 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 see you guys uh, next semester. Uh, I think Indiana Tech will be a fun team to watch for. But me meme aside, I saw the jersey behind me. I had to. I couldn't resist. Um, <laughs> I was like, but, dude, they're not even they're not even I don't care. <laughs> I do, Hey, listen, I didn't double check the top twelve. Like, wait listen, a second, they're not even the top listen, sixteen. I, I know they're there. Prove me wrong. No, actually, <laughs> you you will prove me wrong. Um, Hey, you're no, I, I, right, right there. hey, listen here. We're just going to start up the stream. We're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, so Bob is wrong. <laughs> yes, that's that's a fantastic – hey, uh, I've said and, for a long time my job is to make an absolute fool out of myself for entertainment. I the still only people, this day. The only people that will know what we mean by – and Bob is wrong are the people that have tuned in today and listened to the Lake Talk podcast, the yes. exclusives. Yes. Um, Chippy out here is saying he won't stop to lift that trophy. That's, I like hey. that energy. I like that energy. Um, but yeah, back to the major. I think I'm going to, the boring answer is to say the team to beat is Columbia. And I think you've got a really tight race there between, uh, K blue, Columbia, silver, Oakland, Siena Heights, and Rochester, all for that, that second place spot. I think all those teams are incredibly close. I think Indiana, like, like Braves said, uh, they're, they're definitely poised to gain some ground. Wichita state, the same. Uh, I even think Michigan state is going to come through and surprise some people, um, the team that I'm most, the two teams, I, three teams really, I'm most interested in just seeing how they perform 
in this environment is Western Michigan with uh, J-Bar. We saw bits and pieces of him uh, in Fall Miner 2. They are... Uh, they're 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 coming back from from last year with a with a different roster. Michigan Mays, I'd like to see a little bit, a little bit more consistency out of them, and and Davenport, they've been the epitome of consistency. Um, they've they've got six points. Both. Bob, times. I got a question for you. Would you What's say up? that Davenport might be equivalent to like Purdue of last year? They're kind of that like notorious underdog that kind of just stays alive, fights and stays middle of the road, and sometimes peeks ahead. I think Purdue last year was placing higher than Davenport has this year. But I could see that I could see that parallel being drawn absolutely. Uh Davenport I think is consistently there and I think they have a really really good shot at making it to land at the end of the year. Um but I want to see them take that next step, man. They they if they really want to um I'm not saying they're irre- irrelevant because they are a top 16 team here and this is not an easy league to play and ask any of the players. Um, including one that we'll be talking to here in a little bit. Um, but it's at some point you have to take that next step, and I'm I'm curious when we'll see Devin. I don't think it's if. I think it's when Davenport takes that next step, whether it's um, here in about a week's time or if it's uh, a month or so uh, removed from where we are today. And with that being said, let's get a little bit of feedback here from Zenzer. We'll get his take, we'll get my take, and then once again, like we said, we have – our special guest waiting, rocking around, rattling his brain at the moment. Luke will be giving us his hot take before we send it on out for the night. And I, I'm excited for that hot take. But first, I will say, you guys already know, the team I'm going to say to kind of look out for from that, those middle teams is Indiana. You guys already know I was going to say it. Um, I, I, you know, longtime IU fan, born in Indiana. Um, and, you know, I think they're a very strong team. Saw some really, really great things uh, from them. Have to agree, Columbia Navy, obviously that team to beat. I don't think there's really any question um, about that as of right now. But I really expect to see, you know, specifically Rochester and Oakland both, you know, coming, coming for blood here um, in, in this major because not only how the, the most recent, you know, season or split just went, um, but how the, the most recent fall minor went, you know, Rochester not making it as projected, getting upset in that first round, having a little bit tough of a season on top of that. I, I think that we're really going to see them, you know, coming for blood. And it's going to be a battle at the top because Oakland kind of in a, in a similar position. And then we know Siena Heights, very, very strong team as well. Um, and yeah, I have to agree as well on the Western Michigan gold. I, I think that's a, a sleeper squad, a hundred percent. But yeah, I'm I'm just excited to to be here for it, and you know I think we're gonna have an amazing major, and I can't wait for it. Absolutely, and there's a lot going on, a lot happening, and I still have yet to give my take. So, with that being oh, no. said, I will say oh, no. on the top end, on the top end, if we're looking at the top part of the bracket right now, we're kind of looking at the teams that have placed where they are. I'm honestly really looking forward to seeing if Rochester can break through and be that team that they were last year, be that team that consistently stayed on top, consistently held it down here at Great Lakes. And if they can flip the script one time, because like I said, before we got into this, it really comes down to Great Lakes against Midwest right now. Which team, which which region will be that region that is kind of the number one region going into the second half of the season? Because that's, that's really what it comes down to. Aside from that, I have a lot of, promise and good hope to see what Kansas Blue does. I'm sorry if I'm not on the same bandwagon with you guys as Indiana Cream, but uh, Kansas Blue, I have some high hopes for there. Jar will be happy. Yeah. If I had a sleeper team that I really like, that I think could potentially place in the top four, if they keep their head on, if they if they continue to play that level of Rock League that I know I've seen them play in the past, and if Gengar can hit shots in his own goal, I mean, I'm telling you, Western <laughs> Michigan gold is a team to watch right now. So, yeah. There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of good teams. There's a lot to be seen, and we're still just a couple weeks away from that major. But the fun part is we got a special guest here today. You've heard my take. You've heard Brave. You've heard Bub. You've heard Zen Zero, but we have not yet heard from Luca. So, Luca, we're going to bring you on in here, and I just kind of want to get some feedback from you. How do you feel about this season in its current stance and what do you feel about your current stance going into this upcoming major? How are you feeling about everything? 
Um, <clears throat> for us, this has not been too great of a season, I won't lie. Uh, we had our ups and downs, starting off all right, I would say. Um, but halfway through the season, we started going through some issues, and we're currently like in the process of trying to figure it out. So I'm not too confident going into the fall major um, because I don't even I don't even know who we're fielding for it. But you know it, it's it's pretty rough. Brave knows. Uh, so uh, yeah, but I mean in terms of uh, who I do see doing well or I can see doing well, I think Davenport is pretty decent for an underdog or maybe even Oakland. Can I, can I, I mean, pause you for a second? Hold on, because I just you said something in particular that stood out to me. Yeah. And before you move too forward, I go you for said it. wait he did he just say that that Rochester Rochester University does not know who you're That's fielding. What he said. That's what he said. So you, you don't know who right. you're fielding. That, that so does sound so correct. so the trio might not be the trio going into this major. Um, I'd say it's. I mean, more you don't likely... gotta give us too much information. I'm just. You just said some words that stuck out to me, like a like a knife, just diving in deep right now. So I'm I'm curious. It's more likely than not that the trio will not be the trio playing in the fall major. Well, that's a Boom. hot take in itself. Yeah, that's a hot take in itself. Yeah, but continue, song, continue with the rest of your hot take, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my hot take at Davenport, I, I could see Davenport, Oakland doing well. Um, ITU, they did pretty well at the recent Wackland that uh, we were at. And, um, I mean, of course, Columbia. They're, I think they're the favorites to win it all. I'm, I'm a big fan of them. You know, they're great. Uh, one of the best teams in the West. Uh, yeah, but... I think I think Davenport's a pretty good underdog. Maybe you know, maybe uh, my boy Caleb on Wichita State pulls something out and they go far. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably gonna end up being Columbia. Luke, I, mean, I just Luca, want to take a moment. I see Chippy talking in the chat saying that uh, Pops is going to be the MVP and he's going to solo GLCRS. <laughs> um, I seem to remember last year we also saw Storm uh, do this. Stormy Warmy! Something very, very similar. You, you yeah. calling a repeat here? Is that what I'm hearing? I don't know, man. Uh, Bob's had his had his moments. We uh we just like we just played that land with him, and he did he didn't do bad. He did he had like some games where he went he popped off. You know, I let him do his thing. I sit I I sit back and uh, played around him, and he played great. Um, so if if we do decide to field him, um, then I'm I'm sure he's gonna be fine. I'll I'll just do my best to cover him uh, where where we need to be covered and. Let him uh, do his crazy, crazy goals that he scores. You know, he's he's pretty crazy. He did have a crazy goal. I can vouch. There he was had a, a few. He, yeah, I mean, he had a game where he dropped like uh, 850 points and in a in a pretty important win. So and, and also a game where he dropped 98. But we don't talk about. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about the bad parts. We don't talk about the part where we are you, sold are, you sh- are you sure we don't talk about the bad parts? Because we're talking about clips right now. And we're talking about all this fun going on. And I think before we send it on out, I think we got some good information from everybody here on the panel. But before we send it on out for the night, I think we got a clip that you guys need to see real fast. Oh, boy. Michigan barely hanging on in this game to overtime. But they do have some reprieve for now. Cosmic Flippy doing his best to flip that towards that one, but not quite working out. Now Samba, great aerial from him, but immediately 50. Geski, a huge clear downfield. No hit from Gegar. No, that's a known goal. Oh, no. Disaster strikes for Michigan here in overtime. And my goodness, I was just going to say, you know, fantastic job of Samba. And it's something. If I'm doing that, I'm not even mad. That's that's like. That's like the worst uh, psycho you could even ask for. That's just a redirect <laughs> downward. This is that's, that's horrible. That's an absolute banger right there. <laughs> and that's yeah. just that's literally Western Michigan Gold's first time coming back after being gone for a, for the first minor, and then there was a first minor back, and he just gets a clip worthy dunk on his own net. That's that's hey, amazing. Hey, listen, those we we take those. But if those yes. go in the other team's net, I've never done that before in my life. Definitely not. Luke has never <laughs> seen me on goal once in my life for sure. Um, hey, those go the other way. You, you never know. Um, but so I, I guess uh, before we leave off, before we end, and, and Joseph takes it to the conclusion of this, uh, Luca, do you have any uh, 
anything that you want to say about any particular players before going in? So maybe uh, not so kind words to somebody, or are you just going to keep it on the up and up? And you got the wrong person for that. You know? <laughs> uh, I used, uh, I, if you asked me like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I'd probably call someone out but uh uh, my boy caleb real capital 12 is asking to get a shout out but yeah that guy sucks he's gonna gonna bomb out first round no i mean i try to keep it peaceful i I don't like having beef with people anymore and so i'm 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 boring i'm sorry oh honestly sportsmanship is something i love to see so with that being said i want to thank you very much luca for taking your time and being here as our special guest Huge shout out to Brave, Bob, and Zen Zero for being on the panel. I'm Joseph the Voice, and this is Leg Talk, episode one, dipping our toes in the pond. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, has a great night, and don't forget that our next podcast will be on Great Lakes Esports underscore LLC, and you can check out all the awesome action. Go and check out our website. Get some awesome merch, like prove me wrong, baby. Because there's going to be some awesome things going on, going forward. And you never know, we might throw some other cool things in the store as well. So happy holidays to all of you. Hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I also hope you all have a wonderful night. Michigan barely hanging on in this game to overtime. But they do have some reprieve for now. Cosmic Flippy doing his best to flip that towards that one, but not quite working out. Now Samba, great aerial from him, but immediately 50. Geski, a huge clear downfield. No hit from Gegard. No, that's a known goal. Oh, no. Disaster strikes for Michigan here in overtime. And my goodness, I was just going to say, you know, fantastic job of Samba. And it's something.